You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Class is now in session. Let's start with a pop quiz, shall we? Professor Eddie Gross is here to help you with your bets. Who you play, where you play them, at what point during the season you played them. Being able to put all of that in context is really important. Let's be sharper about this on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Oh yeah, it's Thursday. School is in session. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Joe Ostrowski, Eddie Gross, Aaron Hawksworth with you. Let's be sharper. Ed has cooked something up. Professor E. Gross is in the building. What you got for us this week, Ed? We're going to talk about pre-snap shifting and motion. This matters a great deal when it comes to overall success of an offense. And folks like Josh Hermsmeyer have chronicled that teams that use pre-snap motion more often in a game than their opponent go on to win that game approximately 65% of the time. You can look at anything else blindly, but this notion of using more pre-snap motion and trying to fool the defense, distract them in some way, or create some momentum for some sort of explosive play, that matters a great deal in terms of overall success. But let's be sharper about when it leads to good things and what it says about the teams using pre-snap motion the most often this season. So league-wide since 2021, without pre-snap motion, teams average when they're rushing the ball 4.2 yards per carry and minus 0.03 EPA per carry. But with pre-snap motion, it goes up just slightly, 4.5 yards per carry but it goes down a little bit in terms of EPA, negative 0.04 EPA per carry. So not every team necessarily improves on a rushing play when pre-snap motion is utilized. However, when you look at the top five teams that use pre-snap motion on running plays the best, you're looking at the Cardinals, you're looking at the Colts, the Dolphins, the 49ers, and the Falcons. Keep a couple of these teams in mind as we talk about the passing attack when using pre-snap motion. In all situations since 2021, on passing plays using uh, without pre-snap motion, rather, seven yards per attempt, negative 0.03 EPA per dropback. But with it, 7.1 yards per attempt and positive 0.01 EPA per dropback. And so passing out of pre-snap motion, situationally, that's when the good things happen. Now, as for those qualifying quarterbacks who stand to gain the most from pre-snap motion, as we look at those, Jared Goff leads the way. We've talked about him being a play-action guy. Well, pre-stat motion helps him out a great deal. 
Baker Mayfield is on this list. Taylor Heineke, Jacoby Brissett, Josh Allen. These are not necessarily quarterbacks you think of in terms of being the best of the best in the NFL, but if they are in a situation where their offensive coordinator or their play caller is using a lot of pre-snap motion, good things tend to happen for them. This will matter a great deal in terms of when we talk about the teams that use the most pre-snap motion this season. Well, you look at that top five list, you're dealing with the 49ers, which makes sense, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Falcons, and the Rams, they all lead the way in terms of teams that are using pre-snap motion the most often this year. Brock Purdy, Tua Tagovailoa, even Matthew Stafford, they are in good, stable situations. You want to back these quarterbacks because they are in positions to succeed. But let's talk about these other teams. This matters a great deal. You see the Falcons on this list using a lot of pre-step motion. Well, guess what? Taylor Heineke has a history of being successful when using pre-step motion. Does that mean that Desmond Ritter naturally has a shorter leash, A, because of his performance this year, but also, too, you look at the backup and you go, well, he actually does pretty well in this system. Maybe we do need to make a change sooner rather than later. Something to think about there. Mention the Rams, Matthew Stafford, sort of an underrated offense coming into the season, but you look at that structure that Sean McVay has put together, lot to be impressed by. There may be some ways to tail the Rams going forward. And then, of course, when it comes to these other three teams, 49ers, Dolphins, Chiefs, we believe those offenses are going to be good. And I think for the most part, we've all bought into Brock Purdy, but maybe Brock Purdy can be successful. Maybe all of these wins and all of these big yardage games for him can continue for the rest of the season because of this Kyle Shanahan offense. And so when it comes to pre-snap motion, lots of insights that can be drawn from these things, both in terms of the great offenses staying great and those mediocre to okay offenses, maybe making a couple of changes down the road, Joe, that could make them even better and ultimately in contention for a playoff spot. Even more the reason, why haven't you not made a move with Ritter? Maybe this is the last stand. Maybe this is it. And I'm sure Heineke was brought in because of his success in this type of offense. But, uh, yeah, you would think maybe this is the last stand. Maybe this is the last opportunity for Heineke. Uh, what I found really interesting was on the rushing offenses. And I'm mm-hmm. sure many were surprised that Arizona is right there on top. Like we, Miami, San Francisco, Atlanta. Yeah, the best rushing offenses in the NFL. That's not going to surprise anybody. But Arizona's in there. And, that, and that's top of mind because yesterday I was looking at it. And I just, man, their rushing offense was popping everywhere. Mm-hmm. If you look at rushing um, yards per carry on the ground, they're number two in the NFL at 5.3 in yards per carry. EPA per rush, they're number six. And just overall offensively with Dobbs and that rushing attack, they're ninth in EPA per play. They're top 10 in success rate. They're top 10 in yards per play. It's like they're, they're hitting all these. So uh, obviously it it is correlating to some success. And Indy also up there. And then the question is, when are we going to see Jonathan Taylor? Like Moss has been successful mm-hmm. with Taylor out, but like you already see the narrative in the media. Oh, it's a different attitude. He's all in. The team is welcome to me. It's like they're getting ready to, okay, we have our bell cow guy. We're going to use him up for the rest of the season. So I wonder if everything stays the same with uh, Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. So a few really interesting situations. 
going back to the Cardinals, I thought that was interesting too, because we are going to get to stat leaders today. And my question that I had for that segment was James Conner, 25 to one. They face some teams on their schedule that have the worst defensive DVOA. So this is helping me, Ed. I'm liking this even more. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Well, and maybe this is just a one-game sample size, and I'm kind of getting burned by it, and I want to try and learn from it, so I hope I'm not succumbing to recency bias here. But when it comes to the mm-hmm. Cardinals, imagine them starting out with a lead. You know, they get a 7 nothing right. lead, 10 nothing lead, whatever the case may be, and they run the football a good bit more. Well, guess what? With pre-snap mm-hmm. motion, they're really good at it. So in a live betting situation, like, they're going to be massive dogs in just about every game they play. But if they start out with an early lead, Joe, they have the offense to be successful. And James Conner will get the totes and get a lot of yards, Aaron. So this is something where I think in live situations, the Cardinals are showing that you can back them in key spots. Yeah, it was the first game this year uh, against San Francisco that they were not in the game. You know, they're down multiple scores, and then Connor didn't get the run. He only had 11 carries for 52 yards. So I guess it correlates how you project the season going for the Cardinals. If you think it's going to be much like the first few games, Commanders, Giants, Cowboys, where they're in the game or they're leading in the game, then yes, it's probably a wager that you might want to consider with with Connor. But if you think, okay, maybe the real Cardinals that many people were saying we were going to see one of the bottom, you know, three teams in the league. If we're going to see that the rest of the way, then yeah, you, you wouldn't even consider a wager like that. Uh, what Cincinnati team are you going to face? I wonder. Uh, the middle of the season coming up in a few weeks: Seattle, Baltimore, Cleveland. Certainly a step up in class from uh, what they saw the first two weeks in those close losses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else that stands out? I mean, the Cardinals really did to me. And some of, like, the Dolphins, 49ers, not a surprise there. Falcons, Heineke season. That's all I can think with that one. Yes, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, right. 
that and that's that was one of the big conclusions I made was like that's just another reason why Ritter could very well have a short leash. And I think this matters in terms of betting on the Falcons going forward because look, there may still be value there knowing full well that the market doesn't know if and when there will be a quarterback change. And if Ritter doesn't improve drastically, then maybe as a better, we are to assume eventually there will be a quarterback change. And if that's the case, maybe that makes them the best team in the division. Maybe there's an overwin total to look at, something of the sort. But I think this is just another example of why Atlanta may need to rethink who's playing that position, knowing yeah. full well that they don't have just a ton of time to figure things out. I mean, look, you know, we can besmirch the Bucks as much as we want, but Baker Mayfield does well in pre-snap motion. And now Dave Canales, the offense coordinator for the Bucks, he believes in it. They have a guy who's in motion a good bit. And so that to me is fascinating where there is an obvious ceiling when it comes to Tampa Bay. But if everyone else falls apart, maybe that's a team to look into as far as finding value on them, making the playoffs or something like that, Joe. Winning cures everything, right? A week ago, Bowles and Canales are basically arguing through the media, saying completely opposite things in their approach for the upcoming game. But they win this past weekend. It, it is wasn't all that close. And now, like, there's no issues on the front, right? <laughs> so it, it depends. It depends. Like, what are the results? Because if you win, everything's cool. When you lose, it's finger pointing and all that. Guess what they did the week before that? They lost. Exactly. No kidding. I, I know, Aaron, you've, you've uh, brought up the Rams and how exciting that they've looked. Well, Tutu Atwell is really leading the way as far as, the, as far as being a motion man in general. And with the Cooper Cup news that he's coming back and practicing, I know we mentioned yesterday about what, how that will impact Puka Nakua and his you know, offensive rookie of the year chances and his, pat, and his receiving, all that stuff. But you add Cup to this, you've got Tutu Atwell in motion all of the time. I do wonder if that added element uh, makes him even more impactful and the Rams offense become even scarier because of it. Wow. Rams offense, even scarier words. I thought we would not hear probably, but it's Rams true. Are real. You got Sean McVay. Some of these uh, coaches with Shanahan, McDaniel, you mentioned the Rams with McVay. You've got some young, innovative coaches who have been in this conversation as well. And that number, that no, and they're at home this week against the Eagles. Numbers been coming down. I agree with that move. Eagles, they, they, it, that number was six last week. That should not have been six. Mm -hmm. Right. No kidding. Really should not have been at all. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, pro sports better Clev TA joins us to share all of his favorite NFL picks for week five. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.